Okay, so this time I wanted to read. So, like before my dad died, I had him write down. He would always tell us different stories and stuff, like when he was a kid. And I go, hey, remember all those stories from when you were a kid? You told me, I was like, I can't remember them all. I go, but make sure, I go, write them out, because he was real good at writing. Okay. And collect them in a book. That way we'll have them, you know? And he's like, oh, okay. And I go, and also, uh, make sure you put in the time that you and my mom saw a UFO. Super cool. And he was like, okay. <clears throat> so... I'll read that to you. Awesome. And then we can talk about it a little bit. So in 1963, when my husband and I got married in Carson City, Nevada, we were headed back to his parents' farm in Nebraska. We were crossing Nevada near the bottom right side of the state that borders Arizona and further down Mexico. At the time, I had never heard of Area 51. It is a testing and training ground range, formerly called Nellis Air Force Range. Although the facilities at the range are managed by the 99th Air Base Wing at Nellis Air Force Base, the groom facility appears to be ran as an adjunct of the Air Material Command Center, Command Air Force Flight Test Center at Edwards Air Force Base in the Mojave Desert, around 186 miles southwest of Groom, and as such, the base is known as Air Force Flight Test Center. Detachment 3. So we were out in the middle of the desert after leaving Carson City, somewhere between Hawthorne and Tonopah, Nevada. The exact location I don't remember, as it was many years ago, and we tried to suppress this experience and not discuss it with anyone. We knew people would laugh and make fun of us and think we were wackos. This was a very lonely strip of road in the desert with no traffic, and it was getting dusk which made it near 9 p.m. as it was summer. We had just got back from a 13-month tour in Trasbon, Turkey. We bought a white Chevy car, about two years old. It had a white front seat. I was lying down on the front seat with my feet in my husband's lap, looking at the shiny stars, just coming out more vivid as night got darker. Ironic, we were discussing flying saucers. I'd been an avid reader and believer in them, thanks to the books my sister and mother read. As we talked, I saw a star so bright it seemed to be getting brighter. I mentioned it to my husband. He glanced out, but since he was driving, he couldn't pick it out of the zillions of stars in the sky. I made a comment about maybe it being a flying saucer. We both laughed and continued driving. Before we got much further, the star that I saw was not only getting brighter, but bigger and moving. It was moving towards us, our car, and fast. Before one could say another word, the flying craft was next to us in the sky, hovering over our car. It was as big as a house, silver, with a hissing sound coming from it. It was dome, disc shape, and lit up the area. My husband stopped the car, and we got out and looked up at the disc-shaped object over our car. It was high, but seemed like it was within reaching distance. We were flabbergasted, shocked, and just in total denial that we were seeing this object. It hovered over the car 
but a few seconds, and as fast as it came, it left. Within a twinkling of an eye, it was gone, and back to the height in the sky it was when I first saw it, and what I thought was a star. My husband remembers not necessarily it hovering over us, but slowly going over us, just passing. The dome part on the top had circular-like windows all the way around it. It was lit up. Looking back now, it amazes me that we even had the nerve to even get out of the car. Maybe that was before alien objections you hear about. So we got back in the car, shaking, scared, just totally blown away. As we drove further down the desert, we discussed what we had just witnessed. Did we really see it? Was it an apparition? Was it our imagination? Because we had just been discussing UFOs minutes prior. All these questions and no answers. We were young, but he was in the Air Force. We were educated somewhat. Why was it not a real sighting? My husband's knees were shaking so much with his foot on the gas pedal. As we drove to the next town, we talked about reporting the sighting. But to who? The police? The sheriff? Who would believe us? They would find out we were on our honeymoon and probably laugh themselves to death. So we agreed that we wouldn't mention it to anyone else. We talked about it. We believed it. And we were astonished by it. But we decided to keep it to ourselves like a honeymoon secret. Wow. That is too cool. Yeah. And so stuff like that, I, um, just because it came from my mom and dad, I'm like, yeah, that's true. And I, and I did talk to my dad about it before he died. And I was like, well, like how close was this UFO? You know, he said, looking back, he goes, I felt, I feel like if I stood on the hood of my car, I could almost touch it. That's how close it was to them. Wow. And I was like, oh, cool. And then the only other details, I'm like, did it um, make any sound? And he said it was like a sucking sound, you know, like it was intaking, not exhausting something. That's interesting. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's kind of cool because it makes me think, you know, obviously it's being flown by uh, a person. Right, you know, or something. It's not. I mean, my parents don't even didn't believe it was an alien craft. You know what they saw, and I was like, "That's back in the '60s when they had that." So back then, they had that technology. Yeah, like 1960. Now we're 60 years later. Well, what we're seeing now is obviously an advancement of that technology. And who the, wrote that? So my mom and dad wrote that together. They both write very well. Yeah, they, I, and you read that very well. It's, it's like it's it's like a great story, but it, what makes it better is that it's true. Yeah, you, your firsthand experience mm-hmm. from your mom and dad. Yeah, primary source. You know, I'm not yes. just reading someone else's. And your dad was in the military, uh-huh. so I mean, he's not just some you know guy living in a cave making up stuff. Mm-hmm. Whatever. He's yeah, he's in the he was in the Air Force, and he had like top secret classified. You know, all the different. Um, categories for his job clearance. Did, that ever, did he ever look into it further with his clearance or anything that you knew of? If he did, he was the type of person that would never share any of that. Like he, I was like, Dad, there's stuff that has been declassified that you can tell me about now. No one's gonna, no one cares. Now I can't do that because I took an oath. I'm like, wow. So he could have seen other things, but 
we'll we'll never know. He went never off. You know, me and my brothers always tried to like pump him for information, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Whereas me, I'd be like, yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah. I don't care. See, I'd come home and be like, I can't say what happened today. Two minutes later. Okay, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. Nobody's even asking Or me. take a diary and write it all down. And then, here, you can have this after I die. And there's all yeah. these secrets. <laughs> <laughs> after I die. We can have it now. Yeah. Just don't tell anybody. Yeah, but the sucking sound, I thought, I mean, that's a good uh, firsthand account. Because I'm thinking like electromagnetic energy. You know, yeah. like it's not consuming fuel and i'm just guessing it's not actually, jet propelled or anything yeah it's like not that. jet propelled it's just like the electromagnetic energy of the earth in our atmosphere plane <laughs> like that <laughs> nice it's sucking that out and propelling itself that way wow that's just a guess it's a good if, guess if if it's sucking and it's not exhausting uh, I mean, this is as good as guess as anybody else's. Okay, so now, fast forward to now. I know your dad never divulged certain information. Will your mom tell you anything? Oh yeah, I mean, what she knows, but she also says he never said it. He he was like tight lipped, which I can believe, because even in like my job, whatever it is, you know, I can't talk about stuff, and I don't tell my spouse about. Things right. that happened at my job because yeah. I don't want to screw something up, you know? Yeah. So course. I can believe that he had that um, personality trait because I kind of have it as well. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, if she knew something, you know, she would say, and uh, yeah, that's a good good idea. I might ask her more about it, you know? Yeah. But Well, I mean, you have you said you have that same character trait like your dad kind of. But yet you're on a podcast. Yeah, but you don't like know, it. You don't know who I am. And, that's right. That's and, right. And I'm not going to tell you anything. I like it. <laughs> See, Dad, this is how you should have done it. But what another thing about the story that's kind of interesting is okay. I see this light real far away, real far away, and it's right in front of me. And then in no time, it's right there. And then you had you were telling me about you were in your pickup truck. And you could see this light real far away. But big. But And it got big, yeah. And it was moving around weirdly. It was following. It was not fine to say following. It was staying in line with our vehicle, mm-hmm. our windshield. Yeah. And it was, no, it's a tower. It's this. So the next day, I drove it during the day. Nothing's there. No, no tower on yeah. the side of that road. And it's not a uh, wandering star or no. or just a regular yeah. fixed star in the sky because it's moving around. And see, that's not the first time that's happened to us. <laughs> Ironically enough, we were in Roswell and, and when I first came back and told people about it, nobody believed me. But we had just left some friend's house. <clears throat> Excuse me. They had a little bit of a like a birthday party for a child. It was maybe 19 o'clock at night. Was, let's go to our motel. Hotel. We left turned a few corners, got to the street, and this big light just shows up really close to us. And then in a flash, it went far hard left mm-hmm. towards like the driver's side. And we looked at each other, and we thought, what was that? And the first thing you think, well, we're in Roswell. Yeah. And I was like, well, And I'm it's not- just a big 
it's just a big blinding light, so you're not getting any details or anything. No, and it's so fast, you. It was fast. It's like a flash. Like a flash. It came in like a flash and left like a flash. And what what a perfect place to test uh, aircraft like that, but in Roswell. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. You're in yeah. Roswell. Just like the 911 call when the guy was like, there's aliens in my backyard and they're eight foot tall. And the, and the uh, dispatcher was like, okay. Like she was not interested. Yeah. Did you hear her? Yeah. <laughs> That's the funniest part about the whole thing because she's just like, yeah. <laughs> and he wasn't even excited about it or anything. Yeah. I was just like, what was that? But what do I come back and say? Nobody's going to believe me mm-hmm. because I was in Roswell. I like this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think I not fabricated it, but just looked too much into something, one incident that happened. Right, right. It was something there, whether it was a shooting star that could shoot and stop right in front of us. And I say right in front, but it was far away. Mm-hmm. And then shoot the other way like a perfect V. Like the JFK bullet. Yeah, yeah, it just turn, changed and mid air. Stop, whoop, turn around. Yeah, 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 and that was the star. That's what most people told me. You saw a shooting star. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if they experience it or they see it, then it's then it's real. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't mind um, people questioning or doubting, you know, like my story, my parents' story or whatever. It doesn't bother me so much. I mean, I believe it because it's my parents. Right. Like they did. You have nothing to gain by having this experience. You're not making money off of it or becoming famous or anything. And that's something that they didn't share with me till golly. I didn't know about that until I was 17 or so. Really? I mean, they had never talked about that. Wow. And, uh, and I found about out about it late, and they were like, "Do not, yeah, don't be telling people this. like they didn't want people to know about it." But I mean, at this point, it's like this is the news now. Turn right. on the news; <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> Everybody's supposedly having a UFO invasion somewhere in somebody's backyard. Yeah, and you know, and you get the perfect call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an alien in my backyard. Yeah, you know? yeah it's all calm. You know, now there's going to be a code for it on the police channels. Yeah, it'll be code 51. (laughs) (laughs) Code 51. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah, exactly. That's what it'll be right there. It'll be so common. What's the next step? What will we see next? Mm -hmm. I don't know. But that's the only uh, UFO thing you've ever seen as far as in the sky flying around oh, yes. probably a ship or something you know yeah i'm not like i said i couldn't make out what it was not like how awesome with like your mom and dad's encounter cuz they could see i mean windows yeah that's super close like that's they pulled awesome. over stopped got out of the car yeah, that's awesome and they're looking at it i mean see when i think about it i'm just like yeah, it's like looking at the roof of this building you know like that close wow and then gone I would have freaked out though. I think I would have oh, freaked yeah. out. Yeah. So, well, that's my parents' story. I de- definitely wanted to share that on there. I'm glad you did. That's, that's really neat. And um, next time we'll have to talk about. I know 
I wanted you to listen to the Area 51 caller. If you guys, if no one's heard that before, definitely check that out. That's a crazy. It's like, uh, I think it's George Norrie might, might have been the radio host at the time. But it's one of the, the big conspiracy radio shows of the day that's still going on, but I can't remember who the host was. And the guy calls up and his call gets cut off. He's like, you know, like he's frantic. So I wanted you to listen to that one com- yes. compared to the Las Vegas one that we listened to, which was kind of like, you know, you're sitting on your couch doing a 911 call. This one seems a little bit more uh, legit. I think you should give the people the uh, email address. And if anybody's got some good stories, kind of open that. Oh yeah. That box up a little bit. I do add it to every description of the show. Okay. Episode, but yeah, podcast 13 at gmail.com. Cause there's gotta be like gobs of stories. People have UFOs, ghosts, a UFO, Bigfoot, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah. Not dog man. I mean, weird you know typical where they you know they're looking for their 15 seconds of fame mm-hmm. but somebody who's like yeah we did experience it mm-hmm. there was a man here and i'll try to find you the cd he gave the whole story of his encounter with an alien and he was a little local business here he gave us the cd and then maybe about a month later gone the buildings knocked down everything so we come what happened to the guy like did he move what but i only listened to a little bit of it's really long but it was really really good local business guy Uh at the time and yes he older gentleman and he would just give these away for free when if you asked him about it he would shy away from it but he wouldn't bring it up but he's not charging you for this is what you're saying yeah okay he wasn't making money off of it Yeah, little memorex cds that he burned yeah and he put them in little plastic paper sleeves and someone told me about it and i said Hey, is it true that you saw an alien? He reached around and grabbed it. He goes, listen to my story. Mm. That's all you'd say. Yeah. Just listen to my story. And you have that. I have it. Oh, good. Yeah. I've we'll got to find to it. that. So that one, definitely we want to check out the Area 51 caller. Check that out. And then also mm-hmm. right. the lady that went crazy on the airplane late, uh, of late in Dallas. see that. And she's like, I don't know what the F that guy is back there. But he ain't effing human. I mean, wow. she's on the plane. She's like, I'm getting, I, I'm getting off this plane. And Carrot Top was on the plane too, apparently, because they were making. Really? Yeah, I was listening to a podcast. They were making fun <laughs> of having Carrot Top on there. But then I got uh, a, something from Twitter from my brother, a guy that says he was sitting three seats behind this lady, and his. Um, experience with all that when she's talking to the guy uh, and then what the guy does after she leaves is creepy. Okay. Whereas I'm apt to believe this guy seems pretty legit, but you never know. Right. If he's just trying to, you know, market himself, get some views on his account or whatever, but I'll shoot that to you and we can knock that out too. Oh, that sounds good. But yeah, definitely. If you have stories out there, send them in. Yeah, send us any any stories. Or if you want us to go over something like, oh, I, I find that interesting. Or don't you think this is weird? Uh, email us that stuff. But we'll be more than happy to read any of your stories. And then if you are a garage band or something, you're like, hey, I got this cool, you know, um, 60 second 
song. Well, we'll put that on our outro. Yeah, send it in. I'd love to hear your stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Great story. Thanks for sharing that. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. And next time, guys, we'll uh, have some more fun stuff for you. <laughs>